What's up everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Noise Podcast, brought to you by Noise.co.uk. I am your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, and I am joined by my very good friend and Mr Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis. How are we getting on, Sam? Feeling pretty good today, mate. I can't wait for today's show. We've got an interesting one, Sam. Yes, we have. This is our special review podcast specifically for Fever 333 and Bring Me the Horizon albums. If you're not familiar with the show, we release a podcast usually every fortnight, but we also release one in weeks where something big has come out or something major has happened and we want to discuss it. And a Bring Me the Horizon album, Sam, is certainly something that I'd like to discuss with you. Absolutely. I can't argue that it is definitely a big event. No doubt about that. And it's as divisive as I imagined it would be. And I absolutely cannot wait to get your thoughts on this. You know, I, I was I was sitting in my room before we started this, actually. And my patience really wears thin for getting your opinions on music. Because what I really wanted to do on Friday morning was just review it with you. Like, either call <laughs> you or message you and just be like, have you listened to this? What do you think of this? But I had to really stop myself and just, like, give you, like, the most minimal contact a bit. Like, like I think I said to you, have you listened to the new Bring Me album? You were like, yeah. And I was like... Cool. <laughs> we have to leave, we have to leave <laughs> it have to find his interest. I was being mugged <laughs> off for a couple of days. I was like, I thought we had a podcast, like, you know, even remotely. No follow up questions, no. But no, it's worth saving it for here. Before we get into it, a few things I want to remind our listeners of. We do merch, noise.bigcartel.com, £15.50. You get a t shirt and a beanie, which is a mighty good deal. And the t shirts are wicked quality. And so are the beanies as well. I look terrible in beanies. I couldn't possibly wear one. But my, I'll give it to my dad for the cold weather. And he appreciates it and he keeps his ears warm. So that's good for Mr. Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly Charity what you're going to be for, that is. That's it, man. Noise helping the community. Cardiff Music Awards. If you'd like to nominate us, go to cardiffmusicawards.com. It's on a Google Drive file on the website, and you can put us up for nomination for Best Music Publication. It would be absolutely amazing if we could get nominated for that award. If we won, it would be even better, but it's always nice to be recognised as well, and we've got a great team that deserve that kind of recognition. Noise.co.uk is where you should go for your latest uh, interviews, reviews, and news pieces on the bands that you love, and bands you don't quite know about. <clears throat> Just before we get into the reviews, Sam... I just want to quickly mention, have you heard the new Employed to Serve song? Not yet, no. We'll be talking about that on a future episode, mate. It is fucking hard as nails. Mm -hmm. Man, it's a wonderful, wonderful three minutes, that song is. I can't wait. I'm chomping at the bit, Sam, we've got to get into this. Alright, let's do it. So, we're going to start with Fever 333. And this is an album that's actually been out for a couple of weeks now. But I didn't want to review it with you in the last episode because we were already doing two album reviews and I thought three would have been a bit overkill. So mm. I thought I'd hold fire and pull it in with the Bring Me The Horizon review. But I'm actually more looking forward to your thoughts on Fever than Bring Me The Horizon because I've already got a, a kind of idea as to what you'll think about Bring Me. But Fever, apart from you giving me like some nods through messages, I, don't, I haven't got really a clue as to what you're thinking about this. So they're a band that... I first caught attention with because the lead singer is Jason Butler, who was the lead singer of Let Live, which are a band that criminally, me and you, Sam, we didn't catch on to, to till the end, towards the end of their tenure. But, mate, what a band they were. Absolutely, absolutely. He, 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 as a result of knowing his work with Let Live, there's a sort of seal of quality, isn't there, with sort of hearing Fever 333, that you know, if Jason's involved, at the very least, you're going to get... A cracking vocal set at the very, very least. He's just an incredible talent. 
they stealth released an EP last year. And I wasn't... I don't think I ever actually asked you what you thought of it. It seemed to, like, go over your head slightly. I think I played it to you a few times, like, on car journeys or... When, yeah. we just, when we were drinking in my room, and I thought, like, oh, let's check this out. But I think it kind of, like, went over your head, didn't it? You didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah, like, I, think, I think I noticed that it was it was riffy, it was it was decent, but I never really... I was never really sort of blown away at that particular moment then. It was, it was very early for that band as well, I think. New album is called Strength in Numbers. Sam, I'm going to head over to you first here, because I am mighty curious. What are you thinking, man? I really, really love this album, man. Isn't it fucking uh, wonderful? Really, yeah, it's it's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, the the it, it's it's Rage Against the Machine with a chorus. Um, that's that's how that's how best I would have described this. It's uh it's a collection of just meaty, chunky riffs, and Jason Butler over the top of this is displaying all of his vocal range here, um, from the sort of the disabling cries to the rap sections, but it's a it's a brilliantly written album as well, of real depth, of real political commentary, of real intensity. It mixes elements of Let Live that you are glad to hear again, that you hoped weren't lost when uh, that band disbanded. But it adds uh, uh, this, 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 this element to it that, that has that sort of rage of the machine, sort of fire and passion and, and things like that. And it is it's just a really, really, really enjoyable ride. And I think... It's just, it's just a brilliant album. Like burn it to open. Um, after that, after that introductory track that you mentioned before, when you were describing to me earlier, it is just intense, incredibly, incredibly intense, and it is just so riffy and so chunky, and it is very Rage Against the Machine, just with like a pop section to it almost. But the choruses don't feel cheesy. They're really sort of. Um, not melodic is not the word I'm looking for, but really sort of like triumphant and and sort of intense, and and that's and that's a fantastic blend that I really think the band um, have made a success of. I think it's a really 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 enjoyable album. So I got sent the album to review, so I had it like a week or so before it came out. So I, basically, I've been listening to this album for three weeks, and I, and I love it. I seem to love it with every every listen. I love, sorry, I seem to love it more with every single listen. I'm so, so invested in this album. I think it is fucking brilliant. Well, I completely agree. Because when I was going in, see, the, the Rage Against the Machine is the obvious parallel that you would think about and compare to this album. But I think it does differ in large segments to Rage in a sense that I think Rage is a bit more full on in its like animosity. Yeah. Whereas this is a bit more varied and understandably so, because Jason, and I don't mean this as a knock in any way to Zach de la Rocha, but I think Jason's got a more dexterous voice than Zach. Oh, I think that's a fair comment. I think, because I think Zach, Zach would agree with that. Zach, yeah, Zach ain't, Zach ain't about choruses. <laughs> that ain't, no, that ain't what he's about, man. As, as much of a genius as he is, the choruses were never his game. Um, yeah. But for Jason, I think... So, like... When I was going in, I was like, 10 songs of this, is it going to keep me invested from start to finish? And mate, I think the lyrical structuring of this album, I'm literally so interested in the lyrics. They're fucking brilliantly written. They, they, really, they really, really are. There's, there's a few of them that take, that take a sort of quite incredible journey to some of his life. And, 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 and I, I, the race, the race relations 
sort of themes of here in addition to the sort of protests and things like that I think are really 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 interesting he's a, he's a really terrific lyricist and I, and I would agree with you that uh, I think I, I, just, I just think that they've taken a real real forward step with this and, and it's just incredibly impressive I think some of the themes of the lyrics are fantastic and I think the band allow him to do that I think they they allow him to come forward into the spotlight they make it a more enjoyable experience and there's just so much to enjoy here from a from like a wide variety of sections. If you want to come for riffs, you hear there's like a couple of like rap songs that I didn't think that Jason would be able to carry for like the length of a song. I thought maybe a section here or two. I was worried that it would be a little bit Papa Roach esque, but he really does carry it off quite well. Yeah. Um. I'm just I'm just very impressed by this. I think um I think they have a real they have a, they have a real chance to sort of grow and blossom. He, he's literally sensational, Jason, he's on this. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely incredible. Just going to go back with you a second. Yes. The opening to this album is one of my favourite openings to an album I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Do you remember when I was saying to you, like, I messaged you and I was like, mate, the opening to this album is going to fucking kick you in the balls. It's like, <laughs> it's so brilliantly <laughs> good. How you've got the news reporter that's saying, oh, you know, we're in a... There's chaos everywhere. We've got we've got one of the uh, demonstrators now, and it's Jason. And she says, "Is there any message that you want to give?" And he says, "The motherfucking fever coming," and it goes straight into Bernie. Mate, honestly, I reckon I could run through a brick wall listening to that. <laughs> it's not even the fact that Bernie starts with immediately with a, I mean a dirty riff comes in, but but it just it's not like it starts immediately. It's just the fact the transition in is so brilliantly done. It, I think it's expertly written, man. And I just wanted to ask you as well, because you were a massive fan of the Let Live drummer. I was. Who's, whose name has escaped me. But Eric Improta is the drummer on this, and I was feeling it, man. Are you into it? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's really, really good for this type of music. I don't think he's as talented uh, as, as, as the fella from Let Live. However, I just fuck, though, are you? Yeah, oh, yeah, he does exactly what he needs to be done. I think the I think some of the riffs here are uh, really going to rise. Obviously, Burn it's a uh, an obvious contender because he just literally shows you that riff prior to the start. But um, I think there's some really nice guitar tracks here, and I think that I think the expansion into sort of synthetic lead stuff and some of the electronic stuff is really really nice as well. It doesn't feel overpowering; it's still subtle. I think this is a triumph. I really do. I think this is really good. I think, uh, like more than anything else. That this the fact that this band is a trio is ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's not fair, really, is it? The sound about the sound there's about seven of them in the room. <laughs> yeah, and three of them are the vocalists. <laughs> yeah, but one thing that caught me as well, uh, the songs, the song called Inglewood and Out of Control, where at halfway the song split into something else. Yes, but it doesn't jar at any point. No, it I, transitions. I agree fucking beautifully and it's very disparate styles that the, that the tracks go between and yet it's done amazingly because Jason can just literally just pull off anything that he wants to do he's got control over this album with an iron grip man like I literally felt like he's the puppet master of this album like and I'm just I'm just completely bought in to everything that he's putting across to me but I yeah. think the best song on the album is either Pray For Me or Inglewood I think Inglewood, the way it's like, um, really emotionally written, and one of the one of the softer songs on the record, is just fucking phenomenal. Um, and Pray for Me's got a chorus that I just cannot get out of my head. Literally it's, repeats it's... on me all day. The chorus in Pray for Me. 
<laughs> it's his voice. He's able to just soar between keys quite easily, and it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't. That's the thing is as well because it's very poppy in terms of tone and style. But the way that his voice um, resonates means that it doesn't sound cheesy or put on or anything. There's a real authenticity. It's a real intensity, and I think I think that sets them apart, man. I think they're incredible. Just one more note on Jason. Yes. A few weeks ago, I was sat with you and I was like. Would you have Jason or Spencer? And by Spencer, we're referring to the vocalist of Periphery. And you're like, oh, mate, Spencer all day. And Spencer is absolutely phenomenal. And that's why you said that. And you you weren't like doing as a knock to Jason. Yeah, yeah. It's like Spencer is so out of this world good that it would always be Spencer. Has this album changed anything for you? Or at least got Jason closer in the conversation? It's definitely put Jason closer. Um, I think I would still take Spencer, but it's not by the... uh incredible length that I would have taken him about a month ago. So I think I think it's I think it's a lot of a closer like closer battle in that sense because Jason in that genre is is by far um by far and away the best vocalist in that style of music. Oh mate, absolutely. So I th- I think beyond that, uh, I think Spencer is incredible in his own right. It's all about whether one guy could do the other guy's job and I don't, uh, it's hard to tell at this point because I'm not too sure Spencer could rap at all. Oh, that's clearly not his bag. Yeah. But um, but Jason could probably have a good go on periphery songs. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say. It really, really is. It is. I'm being devil's advocate there, giving you that question. To be fair, that is that is a tough one to to pass on to you. But what I think, what I think is the best genius about this album. It's the fact that it's really easy to make a fool of yourself when you're trying to merge rap and hardcore, or post-hardcore, if you want to call Ask it. Ask 80% of new metal bands for that yeah. example. It's really easy to make yourself look like an absolute tit and for the music to just sound really phoned in and just daft, to, to, for want of a better phrase. Yeah. This doesn't do that at all. This marries those two styles absolutely brilliantly. If you like ASAP Rocky, you will get something out of this record. If yep. you like Black Peaks, you will get something yep. out of this record. And that is fucking difficult to pull off in this day and age. Because not since Linkin not since like Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit, since like Uncorn, since like the uprising of new metal, could yep. you find someone and be like, Oh, you're into rap, hey man, listen to this, you might dig this. But I, th- I literally think you could pass this to a to someone who's really into like hip hop and rap, and whether they'd whether it would be a bit too heavy for them, I don't know. Well, I think they'd get something out of the album because the political tone is very interesting. Lyrics are absolutely out of this world, as we've discussed, and I think that it marries the tones together absolutely brilliantly. It's it's I can't speak highly enough for this album, and what I put in my review was that the best thing for me is that. This doesn't seem like their coup de gras. I think their best moment is still to come. I think this is them showing us what they've got in the locker, but not fully opening it up. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think that's fair. I think record I think two. I think record two, mate, might really fucking blow me and you away. I think they do have a lot of room to go. I think um, I would expect to see. I would expect to see a extension in terms of their other stuff. So I'd say, I think like, you can see a situation where they get a little bit braver in terms of the more emotive songs, the more rap-led songs, the more synthetic-led songs, because that tends to be how bands get more comfortable after a period of time. Um, but I just hope they don't lose any um, 
any of that intensity and any of that fire because Jason Butler needs to be screaming over Rift pretty much until he drops dead, as far as I'm concerned, because he's, he's very good at it. We missed out on Let Live, but I am delighted to say that we're not going to miss out on Fever 333 because when, no, when they tour the UK, mate, we're going to be there. I wholeheartedly agree. I want to. I want to see this fucking band, and I'm in love with this album. Let's score this, man. I gave this an eight out of ten because, as great as I think it is, I still don't think this is. As I mentioned, the coup de gras. I think their their real moment in the spotlight is to come, which is the most exciting fucking thing in the world for me because it's been a long time, mate, since I've been excited about a band that tried to merge rap with heavy music it's been a Agreed. long fucking time so for me this is fucking great they are the bands that we have needed for a while um and i love this album i gave it an eight out of ten what you're saying man i want to go for seven i think it's solidly good i think it's um it's really really listenable really really enjoyable uh the re-listenability for me um is something that i'm not sure about uh obviously i'll see if that how that sits with me going for going forward i think they're in it, i think it's incredible blend I think it's a really solidly good album, but I'm, I'm wholeheartedly with you that I think the best is yet to come. I'll come back to you in a few weeks then, and I'll see whether you'd still say a seven, because honestly, I was expecting higher from you. Um, okay. And maybe if you... Maybe oh, if I the really enjoyed it. I really, little... really enjoyed it. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, I think, I think there's still leave a, bit, a, few, a fair bit on the table for me. Yeah, I'll come back to you in a few weeks and see if anything's changed there, because maybe if, you, maybe if the album sits with you a little longer maybe you'll be like, ah, oh, maybe I'm, I'm into this a little bit more than what I thought. And that's not to say that I don't think you're into it. It's just like, I, I just, I thought that this might, when, once you started talking, describing what you think about the album, I thought, oh, this is ready made for Sammy. He's going to be fucking all over this. <laughs> but hey, man, that's, um, if it's, I, th- I think when, when you first debut album, if you can get people just invested, that's the box ticked. And then we move on Great. to album two and you really show. I'm certainly that. Yeah. I'm certainly that. It's going to be interesting, Sam. Indeed it is. New Bring Me The Horizon album. Yes. It is called Ammo. It came out on Friday. So, I'm going to rewind a few years to episode two of Soundcheck. Ah, yes. Fond memories. They released an album, Bring Me The Horizon did, called That's The Spirit. And it was on episode two. me Me and you and Martin reviewed it. You said... This is a good Bring Me The Horizon album in a vacuum. You said that this isn't the Bring Me The Horizon that I am familiar with. This doesn't seem like the Bring Me The Horizon that they're, when they're at their best, they've done something different. So I put this in a vacuum and say it's a good Bring Me The Horizon album uh-huh. with, with chains on. I'm not letting you use that phrase here. And the reason being, <laughs> the reason being is because... Bring Me The Horizon are now a pop band. They are nothing else. This is now Bring Me The Horizon. So, I will not allow you <laughs> to say that this is a good Bring Me The Horizon album with chains on. Yeah. Because okay. there is no chains on them. Bring Me The Horizon are now a pop band that chuck guitars in as and when. Yeah. So, I'll start here. Go ahead. I said to you when we were doing the review of the Medicine single that Bring Me The Horizon haven't been a metal band since they released Drown before the Wembley Arena show. Yeah. And you could argue that when Jonah Weinhoffen left the band 
after the rec- after the recording of There Is a Hell album, in my opinion, their best, and they brought in Jordan Fish for keyboard and electronics. That was probably the first sign that something a massive change is coming. They probably thought it would be too soon to do it on Sempaternal, and they weren't quite big enough yet to take that risk and have a fallback option. What I will say about Ammo is, it, I think if Ammo came out after There Is A Hell, <laughs> I think Bring Me The Horizon are a very different band and they're facing a much bigger uphill struggle. By this point, they're already one of the biggest bands of modern times in the world. So how much damage can they really do? Because if this absolutely flopped, which I don't think it will, I think this will make them more money than they've ever seen. But if this absolutely flopped and went nowhere, and in three years they were like, oh man, here's a metal album, me and you would be in. Yes. Whereas, for me, I didn't really get into Bring Me The Horizon until Sempaternal. And Sempaternal was the album that exploded and put them all over England and been like, oh, you know, people used to slag off Bring Me The Horizon, listen to them now. Do you know what I mean? And everyone was, and everyone caught on fire to the band and all of a sudden they're playing arena shows. Mm-hmm. If they were going to do this album, now is the best time for them to do it. And it doesn't seem like it's an album that's founding. This legitimately sounds like this is what they want to do. And this is the band that they've become. Yes, I agree. It's not an album that is made for me and you. They don't... This this album is not there for mine and yours listening. They are making a very cognitive effort to put themselves on Radio 1 and for... <laughs> it's... I think my sisters would really like this album. Do you know what I mean? And my yeah. sisters never like any music that I listen to, uh, or a very, very small percentage anyway. This could, a lot of these, a lot of these songs could be played in many bars around the places that we frequent, uh, or we don't frequent, but nowhere near the places that we go regularly. Absolutely. Now, I don't think this is a bad album. I am not an expert on pop music or techno pop, if you want to call it. So it's a little bit difficult for me to be able to say what I really don't like about the album because it's not made for me. I can listen to the album and get stuff early, but they're they're not looking for my attention with this. I think this could have been much worse. I think Ollie is a much better vocalist than than I ever thought possible. And by by vocalist, I mean singer. He was, always, he was always brilliant at doing the, the guttural screams and the high-pitched screams, especially on There Is A Hell album. But he legitimately sings on this album. And you know what? I don't yeah. know how much he's assisted by the studio. He sounds great, man. I'd agree. The guy I'd can agree. sing. I don't know whether... I don't know, man. Like, Is this an album that... Actually, you know what? I'll pull it to you. Can I still headline download? Have they, just take, have they taken themselves out of that market now? I believe they have. I believe they have. Um, but I don't think they want to be in that market anyway. No, no, they don't. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I don't think they do. I think they could headline Glastonbury next year quite easily. Yeah, you know what, mate? That's a shout. There's nothing wrong with that. And that, that that's the Glastonbury core. That's the Glastonbury thing. To, to, to have it. They always want to be one step ahead of the curve. To get back on to me discussing my thoughts on the album. Um, 
I think a, there's a lot of it that re, that raises my eyebrows, and I'm like, man, what is this? I was listening to Nihilist Blue. I was I was listening to the album uh, just before we came on to do the show, just mm. to get you know, just to make sure I've got my thoughts definitely like 100%. This is what I think. And my dad came in, and he was like, I was listening to Nihilist Blues. That the, it was like the trance song, and he was like, "What are you listening to?" He was like, "I've never heard you listen to this, anything like this ever." He was like, "I kind of like this. You never listen to music that I'd like," and that for me like said everything that I need to know. Like my dad came in and was like, "You listen to trance? What's going on here?" <laughs> Honestly, mate, like the album is that, mate. They've got fucking balls to Indeed. to take this to take this risk. But I think in areas it pays off for a man like mate in the dark. It's a fucking great pop song. Wholeheartedly agree. Ollie's flow on that song is absolutely excellent. I'm really into. I really like medicine. I know you don't like that that song, but it's really growing on me. I'm really into that chorus, and I really like heavy metal. Now I know heavy metal is like the song that's kind of like censored. I don't, I don't know if it's digging the knife in, but the lyric that says um, the kid on the gram, referring to Instagram, in the Black Dahlia tank. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Black Dahlia Murder are an extremely heavy death metal band. Um, and he's saying, all, all these obviously lyric is that they're saying that they're not heavy metal anymore and that they can't listen to them. And I don't know whether that's meant to like stick the knife in or whether it's just whether it's just there. Just I to think make, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, tongue in cheek would probably uh, make more sense. But, like, mate, there's a song on this album called Fresh Bruises, where it's just, like, three minutes and 18 seconds of, like, a, like this just complete, like, techno pop track. And <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to it, I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. This isn't... It's just... Imagine listening to... Imagine after Sam Paternal being told that in five years they're going to be doing techno pop. <laughs> it, 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 some of it is really hard to digest for me, considering how much of a fan I am of the band's previous work. But I don't think this is a bad album. It's not for me, and it was never going to be. But I don't think this is actually poor. What are you thinking, man? I think this album's a success, um, first and foremost. Uh, I think that if... I'll start off by I'll start off by making the statement and then I'll try and sort of justify myself. Linkin Park are Bring Me the Horizon, they're bringing the horizon or Linkin Park. They're in that category. Uh, if you remember when Linkin Park released their last album and, and, and you were less pleased with it than I was. Um that being somewhat of an understatement. Um I put them in a category where Linkin Park were able to essentially write whatever they want, they've transcended limitations of genre because of how they've reinvented themselves album to album and Bring Me The Horizon are now in a situation where if you're sitting there saying well this isn't metal then you've been in a coma since 2011 100% agree and and you are you are losing out now Sep Eternal um, followed on from an uh, um, sorry not Sep Eternal uh, That's The Spirit followed on from Sep Eternal as an album that came after a metal album with breakdowns so did feel like a removal from that that was quite like ripping off a band-aid. And in that circumstance, you can turn around and say, well, this isn't the Bring Me that I previously listened to. We are beyond that now. Yep. Um, you're no longer allowed to look at Bring Me the Horizon as a metal band. They no longer 
see themselves as a metal band, and they've actually given interviews where they say they don't, they haven't considered themselves as a metal band since 2009 after Suicide Season. Yeah. So if you're still turning around saying, "Oh, where's the riffs and where's the the the, the, the fucking drop B and all that sort of shit," then I'm sorry. Do what I do and listen to Count Your Blessings and cry, um, because you're not going to fucking change anything. Um, but also, you're also sticking your head in the ground and thinking, just because they did that at first, that means what they, that's what they should be doing. And music, we cry for bands to reinvent themselves and to try something else. And we criticise bands that do four albums of the same stuff, and it's same and boring, and at the very fucking least, Bring With The Horizon will never and have never been that. Um, but additionally... If you tore off the label that said Bring Me The Rise and just listen to it as a band, you would say this is one of the most varied, imaginative and interesting and darkly humorous albums you'd ever heard. You'd say what band are capable of playing metal-esque breakdowns alongside trance songs, alongside genuine pop songs, alongside orchestral elements? You'd be like, what band has collected this incredible section of talent? But only the fact that it's called Bring Me The Horizon and you're disappointed that it's not Deathcore because, yeah, Deathcore sells records, doesn't it? And um, you're slighting them for what they used to be when in reality they haven't been that. I I genuinely think that Medicine is a bad pop song, but I think Nihilist Blues is a good trance song. I um, I think In The Dark is a great pop song. I think um, Heavy Metal is a great rock song. I think I don't know what to say is a good pop song. Um, even, and as well, if you listen to Mantra and Wonderful Life that I caught in a vacuum, sorry to use that phrase, but <laughs> on their own, I thought, yeah, a bit shit on its own, like it doesn't really go anywhere. But in the context of the project, in the context of the whole album, Mantra sounds better. In the context yes, of the does. whole album, Wonderful Life sounds better. I really because... like Wonderful Life. The chorus is fucking huge but, on but that. You have to you have to listen to the album as a complete project to really understand it, I think. And you have to li- not listen to it as a collection of songs that you're bound to disagree with. And you can't listen to it as a section of songs thinking, well, why isn't this um, Shadow Moses? Because I'm sorry, that, that side of that band is done. And... They have reinvented themselves time and time again, and I think this is the bravest reinvention, but also the most successful one. That's the spirit was a not a reinvention of sorts, but like a consolation prize, a compromise, a halfway house between what they were and what they wanted to be. And that's why I think at times, I'm sure we spoke about it, where the riff sounded out of place, where the guitar sounded a little bit like, oh, you just put that there for my benefit. Yeah. And this has none of that. The guitar's only there to to add, and not to not to just make me feel happy. The guitar solo at the end of Sugar Honey Ice Tea is number one, fantastic. But number yes, two, it fits, oh my, it fits, that's my favourite song on the album. But it, but it fits the song, and is necessary, and isn't shredded. It repeats a melody that's key to the chorus. Mother Tongue, a song that I disliked. I thought it's a weak pop song on its own. Um, but he's surrounded by really good songs. And when you listen to it in the context of everything, he's really good. I, I, I enjoyed Nihilist Blues. I enjoyed Fresh Bruises because I, I like the beats. At times, it sounds like trap. At times, this kicks off a little bit like, like you were saying, trance. But at times, this has got like elements of jungle. And like those, you know those bits in Pendulum songs before the, the drum and bass bit kicks in? Yeah. And it's like a collection of mild guitar and synths. There's a lot of that. But that's really quite melodic. And... You know what? They're absolutely right in their own song. Um, there's someone in a bring me the uh, someone in a black dolly tank that says it's not heavy metal, 
but that's all right. Yeah. But it is all right because this song, this album, is brave. It is successful. And if you ignore that these were a metal band for two years, this is brave. This is varied. This is courageous, and this is really well put together. And, I, and I'm sorry, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be popular, successful, or arguably considered, dare I say, groundbreaking, without albums like this. And, but I think Ollie gave it an interview that I saw a snippet of as I was flicking through the socials over the last couple of days, where he said, "Bring me what we want to be, the gateway band to metal, rock, and all alternative style music." They are, though, aren't they? They're going to be. That's a great point, you know. Um, if that And if that's what they want to be, they want to be the band that you think of first when you think of, oh, I've got into Bring Me, and then from there. Like people had two, 22 decades ago used to say, got into Metallica, and they will have Trivium. Um, it, that's perfectly fine. Bring Me the Rise are going to be the band. And people say, oh, they're, they're, they're fucking with metal and ignoring it. Bring Me the Rise are going to be that band that thousands of people listen to, check out their album on Spotify, and then start going backwards. And three out of ten people are probably going to like it. And they're going to go from there. That's a great point, you know. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, thank you. Um, but I, I genuinely, I, I know it might sound somewhat surprising that I'm so positive about this album. but I am surprised, actually. I'm um, going to say, I am quite shocked. Um, but, but the thing is, I have lost my bitterness over what they were. and I, I have accepted what they are. And I listen to it for what it is. I'm not. I'm not sitting here thinking, fucking hell. Who's, there's no one's going to win by turning around and saying, who's the more metal album? Is it Ammo or is it Count Your Blessings? Well, who who says that's the way to 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 judge whether an album is successful? Um, you listen to the album and think, what is the best written album? The best recorded album? The best put together album? The the most interesting, compelling, engaging, enjoyable album? And honestly, for certain moods and certain vibes, you could put this up there because really, and I love their first four albums, and I completely do. I I, I do, <laughs> trust me. Um, <laughs> but this is their most varied. This Absolutely. is their this is their most this is their bravest. This is their most courageous. This is their um, most exotic. This is their um, biggest um, audience. Like it will reach the largest demographic. It does more stuff. It has, it doesn't just cater to one mood and one emotion, it caters to a variety of them. It's even darkly humorous. On every, every measure, apart from how metal it is, Ammo is probably one of their best albums. On every measure, but how metal it is. So what, why are we criticising it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's a different album in a different genre. We're not, we're not, we shouldn't compare two and two. We should be comparing Ammo to, Albums in the charts. And then if you start doing that, if you start doing that, this is where Ammo starts to win. Is this more inventive than the latest 1975 album? Absolutely. Is this more inventive than the last Yumi at Six album? Absolutely. Is this better than the last thing Sam Smith released? Yeah, because you don't want to cry over your boyfriend anymore. Absolutely. There's other stuff going on. Is this better than the majority of real pop songs that are permeating the charts? Is it probably more varied than Drake's last album? Yeah, it probably is. Because that... So it's 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 more enjoyable for varying moods than most of their metal stuff, and more varied than the pop albums it's trying to compete with. How this cannot be considered anything other than a raging success, even if it's not for me all the way through, I, I, I can't see any other way to look at it other than it is a wild, it's going to be a wildly successful alternative pop album. Absolutely, that will open man. the door. Mate, like I said, 
they're going to make more money from this album than I've ever seen. This album is going to be fucking everywhere. And Chris, if this was bad pop music, I'd say. Because I, I think I think Medicine's a bad pop song, personally. I think I think I think Mantra's all right. I think Mother Tongue is dreadful. Um, but I think the rest of it is fantastic. For what it is, not what it isn't. Well, I've got to say is that I agree with very, very large portions of what you were saying there. I do think that if you're going into this album and you're complaining because it's not metal or or because it's, it's a pop album, bro, what what are you expecting, man? They haven't been a metal band, like I said when I was talking. They haven't been a metal band since they dropped Drown. It's, it's not fair for you to go in with those, with those kind of conceptions because that's not what this band are anymore. And that's fine. And the fact that you've put them, you've you've put them up as these can be the gateway band, absolutely. I think this is much better than that last Linkin Park album. I agree, one hundred percent better. Okay. I think that it's really interesting with Brimmy because personally, I think they've always been after Count Your Blessings. They've always been ahead of the curve. Absolutely. I could be corrected on this. They were the first heavy metal band that I saw really play with synths on There Is A Hell. Agreed. Like, synths were literally really brought into the band, and it was, like, something that was quite fresh at the time, and that album was, like, applauded, seemed to be, like, across every publication going, because it was like, holy shit, man, as if Bring Me The Horizon have been able to do this fucking, what I think is a masterpiece. Sempaternal brought in the techno elements, like... Can You Feel My Heart on Sempaternal? I'd never heard a song like that by a metal band ever. It was the first so- uh, first song of that style with that like kind of techno beat behind the fucking big pulsing drums that I'd I never agree. heard. It was for me as well. It was, uh, it was a real difference maker. And hey man, like that last bullet from my Valentine album was basically trying to be Sempaternal, but they're just not they're just not as good as Bring With Horizon at doing it. Yeah, right. that's a fair point. So they've always been ahead of the game, Bring With Horizon have. And I think they don't get enough credit for how musically intelligent they are. People, you know, you know, people that we know and people that I see online applaud the old Bring Me the Horizon for how fucking brutal it used to be. And if some of the riffs would kick your head in, and Ollie was a fantastic screamer. But man, they're they're literally incredibly musically intelligent. They're they really always, are. They're always ahead of the game, and I have never heard an album like this, Ammo. Oh, I, I agree. For, for, for a band, for a band of bring me sort of stature and previous reputation, this is a real. As a collation of genres, I've heard trance albums, I've heard yeah. pop songs, but as a collation of genres, this is something else. I mean, love with sugar, honey, ice, and tea. That riff by Lee Malia, and that, that, that's one of the things that does irk me about this album because, man, I, I do think Lee Malia is an absolutely outstanding guitarist, and that riff. It's so simplistic on Sugar, Honey, Ice and Tea. Yeah. It's the kind of shit you'd get in a Royal Blood song. And, mate, I am fucking into it. And his solo at the end is, is amazing. And I really like Ollie on the chorus as well. I think that song is absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, and I'm like... It, it, the first... The third, I was on I was on my commute to work. And the second I heard it, I was like, Oh, I'm fucking into this one. Let me check yeah. out the name of this. <laughs> and I thought... It, I think that I'm just so in love with that riff. And let me... I'm just, I'll be devil's advocate here. What are the odds of Lee Malley are like... Just touring ammo worldwide. And then announcing like a metal side project. <laughs> I'd be well into that. I, I think at some point that's going to be inevitable. Because uh, seriously, like... On... 
on a lot of the album, what's he even doing? Like, I don't mean that nastily. Like, seriously, though, what is he actually doing on some of the, on a lot of the album? I really don't know. He's, I, I think he's just staring at the ceiling, isn't he? Just waiting for, waiting, waiting for his moment, waiting for his breakdown. Um, but uh, I, under, I understand, I understand the frustration from his perspective, but. I think they're probably gonna they, they create roles for him, don't they? They'll, they'll create little 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 keyboards he can play or little things he can do or whatever it might be. And he's gonna get them checks in the mail and probably think, oh, I don't mind this actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is not a bad existence. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's gonna get them checks and think, hmm, this is great considering I don't actually have to do that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but exactly. the songs where he's he's most prominent that I like the most, I I really like Wonderful Life. The chorus on that is fucking wicked, and I think I think heavy metal's really a, a really good, like you said, like standard rock song. And mantra started growing on me as well. Yeah, I would agree there. But go, you know, going forward for them, I think that they're going to be lauded as a band that took a real chance. This could have gone fucking terribly for them. I don't think it's gonna. I think this is gonna, mate. They were already made, but this is gonna put them into the higher echelons. This, as you so rightly said, this is Glastonbury, man. Yeah. 100%. This puts them in that in that category. Now, they've never had a number one album. I believe that's a Spirit Finish second, um, just behind Stereophonics, <laughs> um, which somehow fucking got number one. I, I had no idea. They still had such a popular fan base, but obviously so. Now, I think we're living in an age now where more than ever, album sales don't really mean that much. We saw Architects sell out uh, Wembley Arena and their album Holy Hell was 18th in the charts so yes. you know I don't really think album charts really correlate to how popular a band is necessarily it's a good indication but it's not the be all and end all like in 95 if you finished 18 in the album charts then that's, you're not a big you. band you know what yeah. I mean yeah but now obviously because of the way the music, music industry has changed the way people consume music has changed I don't think you can point your finger to the album charts as the be-all and end-all. But I do think regardless of that, I think this gets number one, possibly in several countries, because Bring Me a Massive in America. And if this gets number one in UK and America, then fuck me, this band have done their job, haven't they? Yeah, I, 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 if, you, if, you, if you're going into this for chart success, which is, I, I think, um, I'm not sure if they've gone out, out of their way to do that as such. I'm, I, I, I would assume it's probably certainly part of their thinking. But... It's, it's absolutely going to do that, I would agree. I think this is the global growth album for them. And it wouldn't surprise me if in 2020 they're walking on a, a headline stage, not just at Glastonbury, but across across the globe. I think they're absolutely pending as Reading and Leeds headliners. Oh, yeah, quite quite easily. Quite easily. I, saw them sub, I saw them sub Metallica. That was a fucking great evening. Um, <laughs> and the crowd they pulled in was huge. And that was that was just before they released That's the Spirit. And the crowd was fucking enormous, and and now they're an even bigger band, and they now they're like just considered an arena band. They are an arena band now, so I think this easily gets them ready and leads. I would be interested, you know, if I could just be a fly on the wall in Andy Coppin's office, and just think, man, do you reckon he fancies it? I put in the offer out there. Okay, let's discuss it. Could he put the, you know, me and you, we're in the office with Andy Coppin, and he's, somehow we've worked our way up there, and Andy Coppin <laughs> says, to us, says, says to us, considering bring me a man, what bring me, what do you think? What do you, would you, 
would you be against the idea? Do you think it would be too many fucking comments in the comment section? Fucking this band ain't fucking metal anymore. What are they doing headlining download? I would say turn off the data on your phone. Ring Ollie Sykes. Get it done. And watch the money piling. You think they'd pull in the crowd at download? It draws a different crowd. People people would buy tickets for the day. Just as you bring me. Yes, yeah, so like you'd be hoping that the people that buy tickets for the day have to have to have something else to do there's, before there's, there's, there's three headlines. Three, three, exactly. Exactly. three headlines slots. If Andy Coppin's like, alright, and cool, slipknot, bring me and then enter seventies band here. Yeah. Who the, who, who the fuck's complaining, really? I'm sure people, some people would because it's the internet, but I know well, what I mean. Th- th- those, peop- those, those people that have signed into download fan page that have been for the last five years, those people, it's like, oh yeah, oh, oh no, you didn't like it. Cool. £120 a ticket if you don't want it, somebody else will. Yeah. And, and I, I just think I think, I think just think it's that it's that, it's that that easy. I, I really, really do. If Bring Me, if bring me the number one selling band in, in, in the country and you have an opportunity to, to bring them in, you bring them in, you put Architects as the sub-headliner, and then on the next day, you put Slipknot, and then the day after that, you fucking... You see what ICDC are doing? And then it, you create the greatest download festival of all time. Yeah, you turn up, wouldn't you? <laughs> I think I would, mate, actually. Yeah. I, I really think I, might, I think I might give it a go. Or something 20,000 others. Mate, I think, I'd, uh, I think if you had um, Slipknot, Slipknot bring me an ICDC, I think I'd camp out there now. <laughs> just get my get my ten books in for the next five months. So let's score this, man. Um, I like this as a whole. I yep. think when it's good, it's fucking great. But a lot of it just isn't for me. Nihilist Blues, I don't get it. Fresh Bruises, I don't get it. Mother Tongue, it's a bit too... Shit. <laughs> it's a little bit... <laughs> Too cutty cutty. Uh, excuse me. It's a little bit too cookie cutter for me, Mother okay. And I, I, you know, I do love Melody. I'm a massive fan of like like pop punk for its melodic chimes. But in, in Mother Tongue, it just goes a bit too far for me. Uh, I'm gonna give this a six. I like this. This album isn't for me, but there are millions of people across the country, my two sisters included, that will fucking love this album. And that there's a and I think. You made a great point where you said that three out of ten people that love Ammo will think, let me just listen to some of their older stuff. And eventually, like they start off with sleepwalking. And then before you know it, they're listening to fucking Diamonds Aren't Forever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, okay. then, and potentially, Bring Me could be that gateway band, man, that, the, that people say, oh, the first ever band I liked was Bring Me. And then somehow I ended up liking fucking King Gate 10. Yeah, it could have to be a few years, a few decades to get from that to the other. Um, I'm going to give this a 7.5. I was really close to giving this an 8, but there were too many songs that I don't enjoy. Um, I mean, like, I can't give a band 8 out of 10 if there's three songs that I really will never listen to by choice. Yeah. Um, But I I was really close to. Um, But I'm going to give it a 7.5 because it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's It's an incredible success for what it is. Uh, I think it's not going to change the world. No, 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 no one's going to be talking in twenty years. Like I, I listen to Ammo, and now I'm now I'm doing this or whatever. But <clears throat> I think it's an incredibly varied, brave album. Really, really impressive. This is exactly what they need to do, and at times is wildly successful. And I think 
for this genre. Uh, I think I think Metal are going to be glad with um, Metal are going to be glad for bringing the Horizon, um, even if if it doesn't sound like they're receiving gifts. I think by extension they will be. I think this is a seven point five for me, but I think for for Bring Me and the the wild success, you could justify giving it an eight or higher, depending on what you were looking into. Just to close off, doesn't it make you laugh how, you know, it was it was a time where it was cool to hate Bring Me the Horizon, and there'd be music yeah, I think I left that bandwagon. There'd be music publications that would talk shit about Bring Me, even though deep down they knew they were actually like a really good band. Don't you think it's absolutely hilarious now when said same music music publications make posts about like the fact that Bring Me aren't metal anymore? It's funny, isn't it? That it is, it is. It is. I mean, like, you, they were criticised for not being part of the genre, and when they were in the genre, they were criticised for not for not being heavy enough. It is just, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, to be honest. I think uh, parts of the metal community should be ashamed of themselves that we managed to isolate what could have been the biggest band of our of our era. Um, but I think you could make the argument that that this band would have taken that toll anyway. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Ollie's writing. Songs like In the Dark and Nihilist Blues because he got a, a, a cup of piss got thrown at him in 2007. At least I hope not. Like, that's some serious PTSD going on there. Yeah. Um, but I think I think these guys were always going to go in that direction. I just think it got to the point where you just, they, they stopped giving a fuck what we thought much earlier than most of the bands have. One final thing I've got to say is that for the people that openly despise this and think this is fucking blasphemy that they would do this dude they've done count your blessings they've done suicide season they've done there is a hell and they've done semper eternal you want to listen to bring me with them a fucking heavy metal band there's four fucking great albums go listen to it yes do you know what i mean how long do you want to be on the same fucking bandwagon for man like i really criticized that linkin park album uh in 2017 because of, because even now, I, I think it's a bad album. And, yeah. uh, and the re- a reason why I was I was really quite negative about it is because they released like what their claim was, oh, we're back to our... I forgot the name of the album. It, it sucked. They were like, oh, we're going to do an album that's like back to our roots. We're going to be heavy again. And then all of a sudden, they were like releasing this pop album. So like for me, it was like Linkin Park thought, oh, man, they didn't like the heavy stuff either. Fuck it, let's just do a pop album. And that, for me, like, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, what what you, what you, line are you going to be on? Whereas, for Bring Me, the message has been loud and clear for fucking five years. Absolutely. We're not a metal band. We're not a metal band. And then they're fucking releasing an album. People are like, hold on, this isn't metal. <laughs> well, no, the internet, man. I've said this regularly. But, yeah, if you're out there and you and you think this is a fucking disgrace to heavy music, man, Go listen to their first four albums. I'm not massive on Count Your Blessings, but there's some fucking dirty riffs on there that I love. And then listen to the Suicide Silence album, because that's a disgrace to heavy music. Oh, man, I remember that review. Fucking hell, you just reminded me of that review that we did of that back for Can I remind you of that album, please? <laughs> yeah, man, I wasn't into that. Jesus, Someone's yeah. Someone's stubbing that was... their toe up a badly written breakdowns for fucking 45 minutes. That's a, dis- that's a disgrace to heavy metal, thank you very much. At the very least, this is compelling. It's a fuck. It's a it's a fucking mighty interesting listen. It, it's the kind of thing where I want everyone to just tell me what they think because it, it's it's so polarizing. It's such an interesting listen. Yeah. I'm really glad that this is, that I listened to this album. What what's an interesting thing is that we might not review the next album. 
because that that's their next this album isn't necessarily something that we review on this podcast if this was their first album we would not be talking about this no we would not no we would not so the next album if this is still going hopefully it is but if we're still doing this in two three years i can't imagine we'll be discussing it because it's not for us it is it is it isn't for me and you i don't think i really don't think but it is uh it is really good though. I, I don't know, like it, it, it's not for me personally, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying it as an overall. I, I do feel like I'm, I'm expanding my uh, my musical interest by listening to it, which I think is a really good thing. There's nothing wrong with metal fans listening to something that isn't isn't metal for a bit. There isn't. That's another good point as well, man. It's okay to listen to things that aren't metal. It doesn't mean that you don't like metal. That you like metal metal any less if you listen to something else. I absolutely adore pop punk. Doesn't mean that I don't like uh, that I love metal any less. I fucking adore metal as well. You can adore anything you want. You can adore pop as well, man. It's it's cool to like more than just metal, you know. I can't wait to ask you this when you're screaming after the burial into my face in like a few days. Um, but I like, remember when you were like anything but metal, but you're like shut up. Legitimate possibility. <laughs> I expect it to be honest. That is it for this particular episode. Um, man, we went in depth then, and that was uh, it was interesting to get those thoughts from you, man. Likewise, it was interesting to hear how you thought about it too. I think uh, albums like this, I'm very glad to review because there's always there's always something else to get out of there, isn't there? There's always a different side to everything that you can look at, and it really breaks down the variety of issues that you can have with an album. And, and I don't know, I think asking what people think of Bring Me the Horizons Ammo is a nice way of finding out what sort of person that they are if they just don't like it and can't see past their own enjoyment of it. I think that's a person that will only care about their own opinion in life. I'm just saying, like, like use that as a way to judge your future relationships, people that are listening. Ask them what they think of Bring the Rise and Samo, and if they, they say, I hate it, it's shit forever, then that's that's a person that maybe you can't trust to be a critical thinker. Just saying. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sam laying down the law. Just, just saying. Just a suggestion. For me, um, yeah, I like it, but it's an album that wasn't specifically, it was definitely not written with me in mind. Exactly, and that's what makes you a critical thinker. Sam, (laughs) on next week's show, yes, we are going to be reviewing a live show that we're going to on Saturday, which will consist of The Artist Murder, Killswitch Engage, and Parkway Fucking Drive. If I don't make it on the podcast, it's because I've just burst into flames. <laughs> By fucking the friction burn from me, rubbing my fucking hand around your neck, throwing your head around. And then, then me rubbing my own thighs in just anxiety for the performance. <laughs> We're also going to be reviewing the new album from Envisions. You check that bad boy out yet, Sam? Not yet. Um, it's my weekly uh, my weekly listening for the, the next few days. Mate. Yeah? It is nasty. Is it? We'll get further in, obviously, when we do the review. Mate, it's going to fucking break down. You're going to have no skin left. Oh, I, I never review... needed it anyway. I can't wait. We're also going to review the new album from Ithaca as well. That band that I won't shut the fuck up about. That's true, actually. I, I can't wait to, to, to get your views on this. I, can't, I wonder what they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like Ammo. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I've heard of that two weeks in a row. Jesus. So come back to us next week. Parkway Drive review, those murder review, Killswitch Engage review, and the new album review on Envisions and Ithaca. 
Buy our merch at noise.bigcartel.com and vote for us in the Cardiff Music Awards. Thanks for listening. Excuse me. Thanks for listening. Give us a shout out in the comments of what you think about Ammo. We're dead curious, man. If you're loving it or you're hating it, uh, either way, let us know. But be a critical thinker, like Sam says, and if you're not, he's going to judge you. Exactly. What else do you want? Thanks for joining us. We love you. Bye.